0: Welcome to This is the Author, where authors talk about narrating their audiobooks. Today in the studio. Hi, this is Rick Bragg. This is what I guess some people would call a food memoir. The Best Cook in the World came about because of a time when my mom was was sick, and I was in her kitchen, in her cabin in the foothills of the Appalachians, And it just struck me as how wrong it was. She was in the hospital, and the kitchen was cold and dark and empty. And it was just wrong. And it struck me then that there was no written record of her food. Not just recipes, but there was no written history, no memoir, in even the most unofficial way of how her food came to be. I wrote this book because I wanted to fix that. I was probably inspired by a lot of food memoirs over the years, Pat Conroy's, others. But mostly I wanted to track the history of the food and, quite frankly, use all the stories that I had stored up over a lifetime that would otherwise have not fit or would not have a home because they were specific to our food but wove in all the great stories I heard across my lifetime from all these old, great storytellers. Narrating my audiobook was not the terror it would have been if it had been my first. I've been narrating my own books for quite some time now, for going on 20 years. And no matter how much I might pretend to be an old pro at it, it's always harder than you believe. There's something terrifying about hearing your language back through the speakers. Humbling, and you see every clumsy thing you did, every nuance that didn't quite work. It's kind of like dancing in the dark. You just run into a lot of things that surprise you. And Narrating this one was harder, too, because it was just longer. It's dang near 500 pages long, and I think we're about all out of breath at this point. There were about 500 words and phrases I didn't know how to pronounce. You always encounter that in narrating a book, because while you may know how to spell it, you may not necessarily know how to use it. I wouldn't have time to count the words that I had to to, as we say in the professional book reading business, I had to go into the booth to get smarter people than me to tell me how it was done. But yeah, it's humbling to read your own book. I had a little trouble with Gruyere. Yeah, that was a bad one. I'm excited about saving, preserving the stories of not just the food, but the cooks. And and I think that's the thing people need most to understand about this, it's the story of the cooks, not just the food. And while it definitely has a recipe or two or three or four or five in every chapter, it's a memoir. It's a food memoir and a food history and a food biography built around my mama's food. God, how can you not be happy and excited about saving that? Who is your dream narrator if you hadn't done it yourself? Well, I've got what some people would say, without meaning me any ill will, I've kind of got a mountain accent. I have a North Alabama hillbilly accent, and there is no way around it. I could dance around it, but that's what it is. And it is not a deep south accent. It's from the mountains. It wouldn't sound right being narrated by folks with those melodic veranda southern accents. There's no magnolia in it. There is no divinity candy or any cotillion in it. So it would need to be more than likely somebody from the upper south. Somebody from that world. And I don't have a clue. As a child most of the stories I was told were told they were were made up by my people and they were fairy tales in a sense but they were stories about the animals in the woods you know which were the heroes in the stories there was one told by my people called Crippled Possum about an old possum who led his family on a desperate journey fleeing a fox and sometimes a bear. I remember my people told it, my mother and others told it with great drama. I don't remember them reading me a lot of things when I was young. My mother is a reader, but I was one of the first, I guess, people to just absolutely get lost in books in my family. My dad liked to read, but now that my mother's vision has begun to fail i read her my stories and read her pieces of the book although it's hard to read to my family because they'll kind of get antsy about halfway through and they'll start telling a story of their own so it's hard to hold the floor it's kind of like listening to telecasts of parliament Somebody's always trying to horn in or shout you down. I do listen to audiobooks, but the last real delicious experience listening to a recorded book was a really short one. It was A Christmas Carol. And it's the kind of thing, you know, you could hear on a a long drive. I just found it beautiful. I think it should be read. It's almost better being read to you, and and I think the narrator on this one was Orson Welles, just that beautiful language, especially the line about the street urchins and how you can show a little charity now or deal with them later. I think the line is, I, their names are want and ignorance, or the beautiful language about Jacob Marley as he first drifts into Scrooge's bedchamber and tells him that The chain he wears is the change he forged in life of timepieces and lockboxes. And, you know, hearing that just had an eloquence to it. Lonesome Dove held me just wrapped. So, yeah, I'm a fan of them. It's like everything else. I wish I had more time. is the Author is a production of Penguin Random House Audio. Thank you for listening.